Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, July 20th, 2022, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast. Coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is... A place called heaven. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, we ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate this show. For the next hour, let the hearts, minds, and souls of your people be permeated with the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit. Draw the people in, Lord God, that you have slated for this day and each day to hear this word that you have prepared and ordained for such a time as this. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day and in this hour. And Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary that I may have eternal life. And we command in the name of Jesus Christ that every foul spirit, every hindering spirit, every spirit of lust, control, and pride, and wickedness, and demonic activity be bound this very hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command that it be done, and we plead the blood of Jesus against you, Satan, and all your hordes including chaos and confusion. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, let us begin with scripture found in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, where Jesus begins by stating, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also, and whether I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus speaking in John chapter 14, verses 27 through 29, gives all who believe in and follow after him this promise when he once again begins by stating, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, I give unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. And if you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now, I have told you before it come to pass, that when it come to pass, ye might believe. And for that reason, in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus as well reminds us of this. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, Paul writes, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God." With that said, my friends, uh, with these scriptures in mind, let us now take a look at the situation of our present world, and then let us take a look at a place called heaven. With that said, our first piece of the day is brought to you by Mr. Michael Snyder, dated July 14th, 2022, and is titled, On the Menu for the Rest of 2022, War, Pestilence, Famine, of which Mr. Snyder opens by saying, enjoy this summer while you can, because global events will soon escalate to an even more alarming level. Needless to say, if 2022 ended right now, it would be remembered for a lot of really bad things. He continues by sharing that prior to this year, we did not have a war in Ukraine. Nobody was talking about monkeypox. Inflation was a relatively minor uh, concern. Food riots weren't erupting in poor countries, and we weren't faced with the prospect of a very painful recession. So much has happened in the last six months, but I have a feeling that the next six months are going to be even crazier. How could this be possible? Asks Mr. Snyder, who then goes on to say, well, how about another major war? On Thursday, uh, Yard Lapid uh, and Joe Biden signed a joint uh, pledge that expressed their shared intentions to do whatever is necessary to keep Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. During a joint appearance following the signing, Biden made the, po the position of the U.S. government very clear. Biden said, Iran has an opportunity to accept the agreement that is before them. 
Quote, if they don't, we made it absolutely clear we will not, let me say it again, we will not allow Iran to re, uh, acquire a nuclear weapon. Mr. Schneider then follows up by stating, of course, U.S. officials have been saying similar things for a long time, but now the IAEA has officially announced that Iran uh, possesses enough fissile material to construct a nuclear bomb. And so the time to put up or shut up is here, says Mr. Schneider, who then goes on to say, Israel has been practicing for a strike on Iran. And I am sure that Lapid and Biden extensively discussed the possibility of such a strike happening in the months ahead. Mr. Schneider continues by as well stating, when that day finally arrives, Iran will inevitably uh, hit back really hard and then and then a conflict will start that will be really difficult to stop. Meanwhile, says Mr. Schneider, U.S. relations with China continues to go downhill very quickly. On Tuesday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken once again found a way to really anger China. The Biden administration reminded China on Tuesday that the U.S. would intervene to defend the Philippines if Manila's vessels came under attack in the South China Sea. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken made the warning in a statement on the anniversary of an international tribunal ruling that sided with the Philippines against China in a territorial dispute in the South China Sea. And then on Wednesday, a U.S. Navy destroyer sailed into disputed waters near the Paraseal Islands. China is fuming after the U.S. Navy on Wednesday sailed a destroyer near the China controlled Paraseal Islands in the South China Sea. The Navy's 7th Fleet said that the guided missile destroyer USS Benfold uh, was in the region and passed near the disputed island chain to uphold the rights, freedoms, and lawful uses of the sea. China's Southern Theater Command, however, said it closely monitored the American vessel as it had illegally entered China's territorial waters. The PLA military said it drove the warship away. Mr. Snyder then says, I think that war in the Middle East is coming first, but as I have been warning for a long time, we will eventually have war with China, too. From there, Mr. Snyder says, on another note, the global monkeypox outbreak continues to get even worse as it has now spread to 75 different countries and the total number of cases has risen to 11,166. He says, I have really been hoping that this doesn't become a full-blown global pandemic. But the numbers continue to rise at exponential rate. Continuing on, he further states that at the same time, health authorities are telling us that the worst variant of COVID-19 
is here and the number of cases in the U.S. is really starting to spike once again. Daily COVID infections and deaths are beginning to surge in the U.S. after over a month of little movement, signaling that a summer surge fueled by the BA.2 five variant could now be underway. America is uh, averaging 649 daily deaths from COVID, a 97% increase over the past week. It is the largest seven-day increase in deaths since early December. Recorded infections have made a leap as well to 100 and 36,903 per day. It is a 24% increase over seven days and the largest daily case average since February. I wonder why that would be, my friends. Well, February's when the war started in Ukraine, so they didn't need to talk about COVID anymore until now. Hmm. He says, hmm. When America was coming down off of the largest COVID uh, surge uh, of the pandemic, he said that, you know, let's go back and read it again. It is a 24% increase over seven days and the largest daily case average since February. When America was coming down off of the largest COVID surge of the pandemic, Mr. Snyder once again reiterates his thoughts, which I do agree with, many times expressed in his writings when he says it has become clear that COVID isn't going away. He continues by stating that health officials assured us that if we just did what they in- instructed us to do, that we would eventually be able to put this pandemic behind us. Of course, now it is obvious that was not true at all. All of uh, their efforts to end the global pandemic have failed, and now we have a global nightmare on our hands. Hmm, So many people have already died during this pandemic, and so many more are going to die in the months ahead. As Mr. Schneider continues, he says, speaking of death, the global famine that we are warned about is already here. According to the head of the UN Food Program, the number of acutely hungry people is now at an all-time high. The spike in food, fuel, and fertilizer prices sparked by war in Ukraine is threatening to push countries around the world into famine bringing global destabilization, starvation, and mass migration on an unprecedented scale to a top UN official warned Wednesday. David Beasley, head of the UN World Food Program, said its latest analysis showed that a record 345 million acutely hungry people are marching to the brink of starvation, a 25% increase from the 276 million at the start of 2022, before Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th. The number stood at 135 million before the COVID-19 pandemic in early 2020. 
As Mr. Snyder continues with this sad state of world affairs expose, he reminds us that we are already seeing an alarming number of people starve to death in some parts of Eastern Africa. Sadly, he says, this event includes very young children. Ejabiu uh, Hassan has had no chance to grieve the death of her children. She has had to focus on keeping the others alive. Her four-year-old and five-year-old died from malnutrition in their inland town of Berkakaba, um, victims of a record drought that had propelled Somalia to the brink of famine. Faced with starvation, Hassan took her remaining eight children and began the 15-day trek to reach the capital of Somalia. Towards the end of their journey, her two-day-old daughter collapsed and died. They buried her along the way. Mr. Snyder then says, it should break your heart to hear of very young children starving to death. Unfortunately, he says, this is just the beginning. David Beasley and other global officials are warning that things will get much worse in the months ahead. This is not a game, says Mr. Snyder. Global events really are starting to spiral out of control, and the perfect storm that we are now experiencing will only become more intense for from this point on. And my friends, on that totally mesmerizing note, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our investigation into a place called heaven. Of a mighty Russian wave And closer now Than it's ever been I can almost hear the trumpet Sounds a call at 
I see prophecies fulfilling Oh, and signs of the time They're appearing everywhere I can almost hear my father As he says, son, go get my children At the midnight cry The bride of Christ will The perfect song to introduce our continued investigation into a place called heaven. My friends, in the first part of this show, we took a snapshot look at how our world is coming apart at the seams. Now we will be taking a peek into heaven. As we hear the testimony of a lady who had a vision dream about heaven in 2007. This lady's name is Christine Nicholson, and she was featured as a guest writer by Mr. Michael Schneider on his website, themostimportantnews.com, July 17th, 2022. Mr. Schneider has simply titled this piece, This is What Christine Nicholson Saw During Her Visit to Heaven, which he opens by stating guest article by Christine Nicholson, of which Mr. of which Mrs. Nicholson begins by stating, "Greetings, peace and blessings to each and every one of you readers of my story today." She then goes on to say, "Dear friends, my name is Christine, originally from China, but now a resident of New Zealand for the past 22 years. 
With my heartfelt gratitude to Mr. Michael Snyder, I would like to acknowledge him first for his pure love for God by inviting me to share my heaven visit experience with all of you. Whether you are a believer of Jesus or not, one thing is certain, and it is assured to all of us to have, is in this world we will have tribulation, but the Lord Jesus will have peace. But in the Lord Jesus, we will have peace. In this world, we will have tribulation, but in the Lord Jesus, we will have peace. It is my hope that this amazingly profound experience will also touch your heart and soul deeply, just like the way that it did to me, she says. May God's love become the source of your strength so that you will be able to overcome the world and be filled with hope and joy always and live an abundant life on earth in a meaningful and fulfilling way drawing closer to God, doing his will, and glorifying his holy name in the name of Jesus Christ. Heaven visit background story. Fifteen years ago, I was 30 years old. Not long after repenting my sins and accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I wanted to see God for real. I wasn't satisfied with knowing him through his words on biblical pages only. God spoke to me once when I was a little child. Now I wanted to hear him speaking to me again. I thought if all the prophets in ancient times got the chance to see God and God is real, then it makes sense that he would speak to me again. So one day on the 2nd of November, 2007, while I was waiting in my car for my five-year-old daughter to finish school, I said a prayer to God while looking up towards the sky through my windscreen. I sincerely said to him, Lord, I want to see you and know you for real. Please reveal yourself to me. After saying this prayer, I decided to walk up to the picnic table beside my daughter's classroom and wait there. The picnic table sat underneath a big tree. I opened my Bible and continued to meditate on the parable of the sower. Because I was still deciding on what kind of seed I wanted to become. Do I want to be a seed that dies and produces nothing? Or do I want to be the seed that falls on fertile soil and produces abundant fruits for God's kingdom. As I was pondering these questions, suddenly a seed dropped on my Bible, and it fell exactly on the paragraph I was meditating on. I was shocked and thought to myself, is this a seed or something? It looks so small, it, small as a grain of rice. And when I looked up the tree, There was a sparrow hopping on the tree branch right above the picnic table. I instantly suspected that it must be the sparrow that dropped the seed down on my Bible. One of shock and curiosity, I picked up the seed by hand and examined it closely to my eyes. Surprisingly, it did turn out to be a seed of some sort of tree. 
At this point, my mind went straight into a spin. I was trying to figure out the connection between the seed, the tree, the Bible verses, wondering if God was trying to tell me something or to test me. So I said to the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do with the seed? As I looked at this seed in my hand again and looked back down on the parable of the sower in my Bible, it suddenly dawned on me that God must be wanting to test my faith. So, believe it or not, my friends, what came next will definitely be considered one of the most childish things ever for an adult to do. You probably uh, would say I w- I'm silly if I tell you it. Don't you start laughing, LOL. I said to the Lord this, I want to be the seed that produces fruit for you, Lord. Then I went on to find a stick of tree branch on the ground about two meters away from this picnic table and dug a little hole and buried the seed there. After that, I began to... Uh, to think to myself, no, this location is not good because the ground is hard and hasn't got fertile soil. It doesn't get much sun all day. The seed will not sprout or grow. So I decided to use the tree stick to dig out the seed. And then I went to dig another hole in a flower bed, which was located three meters away from the picnic table on the opposite side. The flower bed had had good soil and got sunshine nearly all day. So I buried the seed there and said a prayer. And the most amazing thing happened that night when I went to bed at about nine o'clock. When I laid down to sleep, the peace was so deep and good, it made me feel as if an angel was putting me to sleep. I was out of this world straight away as soon as my head hit the pillow. Here we come, heaven. From here, Christine uh, lays out her vision, my friends, lays out her vision dream of heaven in seven segments. The first being feeling and seeing God's love for real, where she begins by stating, in this dream, I was opening my eyes as soon as I did that. My eyes were met with this bright golden orange colored light. My natural reaction was to close my eyes straight away, thinking that this bright light would hurt my eyes. While my eyes were closed, I thought to myself, I want to see what this light is all about. So out of curiosity, I was gradually and carefully opening my eyes again. And as soon as I did That, she says, as soon as I did that, she says, boom, I felt and saw my whole body was being enveloped in this beautiful, radiant, bright golden orange light that is pure, warm, and loving. It looked like a thick blanket of fog. There was nothing else there but this thick fog of beautiful light. There were many diamond-like light sparkles In this fog, my body could feel it was being loved. As I was still enjoying this loving feeling, I suddenly felt that my body was being lifted upward. As I was going upward in this loving orange light, 
I knew instantly that this was not a dream. I knew immediately at that moment that my earthly flesh body had left this world that is called earth, and my spirit is now ascending upward to heaven. Out of fear of dying, I said to God these words. I said, Lord, even though I love you and I wanted to be with you, but I can't die yet. My daughter is still young and my husband needs me to look after him. I can't die yet. At that time, my husband had just had a back injury at work and he needed me to care for him. After saying those words, God started to pour his love into my heart. I saw God's love that looked like liquid gold being poured into my heart. My heart was like an empty cup and his love just filled up my cup. I was so moved by this immense amount of love that was given to me by God. And this liquid gold love is love itself. So pure, so true, so beautiful and overwhelming. I felt so unworthy of his love. I was a sinner and I had sinned in some ways in the past that I regretted a lot about. And now God is loving me with this tremendous amount of love like this. It's it just blew my mind and my heart, literally. So I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm not worthy of your love. I'm only a sinner. Straight after saying those words, God continued to pour more of his liquid gold love into my heart until my cup was overflowing with his pure love. Being deeply touched by God's amazing grace, tears started running down all over my face. All of a sudden, all the fears that I had had about dying and the many concerns for this life on earth were just gone. God's love had overcome all fear. And then I found myself arriving in heaven. In the second segment of this vision dream of heaven, Christine recounts as she states, seeing the book of life, God's will for my life was revealed. She begins to share as followed by stating, I found my feet were standing in midair at the same height as the clouds, 10,000 meters high up in the sky. I was surrounded by lots of clouds. There was no sun there to light up the sky, but everywhere I looked, it was so bright, no darkness, not a shadow at all. The air in heaven was so fresh and clean to breathe, and it had a beautiful scent to it. The clouds had shining lights emanating from them. Everything in heaven is made of light, but I could see their color, shape, and form. The atmosphere was very bright Light emanated from everything in heaven. Then I heard some little children giggling and playing happily on a slide. They appeared to me in the form of transparent glass, but I could see and sense their shapes. But I didn't get to see their faces. I don't know why. At this time, one thought came into my mind. I was wondering whether my name was written in the book of life. The moment this thought appeared in my mind, a book was opened up right in front of me immediately. This book was sitting on a table 
but the book was so big I couldn't see the table. But I saw a man dressed in a long robe moving away from the book, and he allowed me to have a look at the book. I didn't see this man's face, but only the lower part of his body from his waist down was shown to me. I knew this man was the person who guarded this book. I quickly had a peek in the book, and I was shown two words. They were Tyre and Isaiah. These two words revealed God's will for my life. They explained what God wanted me to do for him in this world on earth. Tyre was one of the cities that God destroyed, as we read. The people living in Tyre in uh, ancient times rebelled against God and sinned greatly like a prostitute does. God destroyed Tyre in the end. Isaiah was one of the greatest prophets recorded in the Bible. Now, the meaning of Tyre and Isaiah is this. God has called me to serve him in this world, a world that is rebellious against God's law. God has given me the spirit of prophecy. He has given me many dreams, visions, and words throughout through his audible voice in the past to guide me and teach me. And I have spoken his words to his people and to the unbelievers for the purpose of re reconciling them back, all back, reconciling them all back to God, hoping that they would repent and return to the true and living God and inherit everlasting life in heaven after death. God will continue to give me visions, dreams, and his audible voice to hear in the future so that God's will will be done through me. The purpose of life is to do God's will. In the third segment of Christine's vision dream of heaven, she is shown, as she puts it, the great high wall in heaven and begins by stating, straight after my mission, was revealed to me through the words Tyre and Isaiah, I was taken to another place. I found myself standing by this gigantic thick wall. The wall was so high I couldn't even see the top of it. It seemed that this wall was made of light because light was emanating from it. It looked like transparent glass, but it looked so solid and strong that no nuclear bomb or any sort of weapon could ever blow it apart. It will not rest, it will not rot, it will not break in any way. It looked absolutely indestructible. I was also, I was so awed, she said, with joy, seeing this amazing building work like this wall. It was absolutely magnificent. Christine then quickly moves into the fourth segment of her vision dream of heaven, where she begins to share about, as she puts it, buildings made with gold in heaven, and is where she begins by stating, the next thing that followed was, I was taken to another location in heaven. This time I was looking up towards a very tall building with white radiant clouds around. 
This building looked similar to some of the ancient castles with spires in France, but this castle-like building was so gorgeous looking. It looked as if it were built with real gold. Even real gold cannot compare with it because it looked like glass, but it also looked like gold. And it had light radiating from it. Wow. Uh, it was so absolutely stunning. Even stunning is an understatement. I was so amazed by all of these marvelous, beautiful things that I had just seen so far. I was totally speechless. Now she moves on to the segment five of her vision dream of heaven, where she now finds herself, as she put it, standing on the top of a high mountain with Lord Jesus, mansions in heaven. Christine then says, next thing that happened was I was taken to the top of a very high mountain. Beautiful, radiant white clouds were surrounding me and the mountain. I was standing on Lord Jesus's left hand side. His left hand was holding my right hand. He is very tall. Lord Jesus was wearing a long white robe. Bright, radiant white light was emanating from his whole being. Lord Jesus was so holy, glowing in his magnificent white light. I didn't see into his face. I am short, and he is very tall. I am only up to about his elbow height. Then, as we were both standing there, Lord Jesus told me, saying, Look, he stretched out his right arm and moved his hand upward a little bit as if he were inviting me to see something. Upon hearing him say, look, I immediately lifted up my head and looked forward into the horizon. To my amazement, a vast scene of white clouds appeared in front of us. These clouds went for miles and miles, far without end. My eyes, or vision, was so good at that time, I could see things far away with perfect clarity, while in real life, I have to wear glasses. The beautiful things that emerged out of the clouds were some new buildings that looked absolutely stunning. They were white in color and had a round shape. They were rooftops of buildings. They looked very clean, solid, and new, emanating with white light. Not a single speck of dust was found on them. I, it gave me, she said, the impression that they would never rot, never rust, never get dirty. No house cleaning to do there. How great is it? No house cleaning to do. And these are the mansions that the Lord Jesus promised to prepare for us to live in when he said to Thomas in John chapter 14, verses 2 through 6, which, my friends, we just read before we began this portion of the show. She says, God's words are true and faithful. He was not lying when he said to Thomas there would be mansions in heaven for us to live in after death, and Lord Jesus will definitely come back and take us there. Now God had just allowed me to see all of those things before 
I even died yet. I thank the Lord for his mercy to me. From here, Christine now moves into the sixth segment of her vision dream of heaven, where she sees, as she puts it, a rainbow in heaven. Lord Jesus is the beginning and the end of my life. Christine continues by stating, after seeing the mansions, I found myself sitting on top of a rainbow. The colors of the rainbow were really amazing. I have never seen rainbow with beautiful colors like this ever in my life. To be honest, no words could describe how beautiful it was. Each of the colors of the rainbow was so solid, intense, full, alive, radiant with light. I just went, wow. And then I started sliding down this gorgeous rainbow until my feet landed on this earth. As soon as my feet touched the ground, I found myself standing right in front of a picture of the Lord Jesus, which used to sit on my desk in my bedroom when I was in China. She says, it was a photo of Jesus standing among some sheep with his left hand holding a staff and In his right hand, he was holding a cute little lamb. I remember I bought this picture, she said, at about 20 years old. One time I heard on Hong Kong radio station saying that Jesus was God. I believed it straight away. Back then, nothing about Jesus did or said was known to me. Apart from me acknowledging him as God at that point, the chance to owning a Bible and reading it was when I came to New Zealand at age 23. I firmly believe that my faith in God was given to me by God. I didn't choose him, but he chose me first. This is because when I was about eight years old, When playing in the school playground with lots of kids around, suddenly a voice spoke very loud to me out of nowhere. No adults were there speaking to me, but I heard the voice say to me these words, You shall marry a foreigner and have a daughter. Those words were spoken to me in English. But the interesting, strange thing was I didn't learn English until I was about 12 years old. But I understood those words when God spoke them to me. I've believed there is a God ever since that day. Long story short, when I turned 23, I married a foreigner. My husband is a European New Zealander whose family originally came from Scotland, UK. And we do have a daughter together. God's word to me came to pass. Lord Jesus is my beginning and he is also my end. Just as he said in the Bible, saying, I am the beginning and the end. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Revelation chapter 22, verse 13. The faith that God gave me at the beginning of my life led me to a blessed, everlasting life in heaven with the Lord Jesus. My wholehearted thanks and praise be to the Lord. 
And with that said, my friends, she moves into the seventh and final segment of her vision dream of heaven. Christine draws to a close by stating that, as she puts it, she awoke with a new perspective for life. She ends this recounting of her vision to heaven by stating that when I woke up from this dream, it was about 6 a.m. in the morning. I knew very well that what I had just seen and experienced in heaven were real. I felt that life on earth is actually a dream so tasteless, but life in heaven is for real. Being so elated by this experience, I bolted out the back door straight away uh, and looking up towards the sky, couldn't believe what I had just saw up there. Then I looked back down on earth at the green leafy veggies planted along the house. They were sparkling with diamond-like shining lights on their leaves as if these plants were alive and glorious like those things in heaven radiating with light also. Since then, the fear of dying was removed from me because I have just died last night on that day, and the everlasting life in heaven after death is actually a much better life to live. There is no sickness in heaven, no pain, no sorrow, no tiring work to do, but there is so much joy, peace, and love there. Nothing will rot, rust, decay, or get dirty in heaven because everything is perfectly good there. God is real, and he is the true riches. Lord Jesus is forevermore alive and majestic. He has overcome death on the cross. He knows all my coming in and going out. He knows everything about me. I will not and cannot hide anything from him. God is um, omniscient and he is true and faithful, mighty and holy. Christine closes with these words. Dear friends, thank you for taking your precious time to read my story. It is my hope that all of us will remember daily Lord Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross repent of our sins, thus receiving forgiveness and grace from the Lord. May the peace from God dwell in you always. May his light shine upon your face and his presence be felt by you always. Amen. Revelation chapter 19, verses verse 16. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. My friends, this is a, a beautiful of um, a recounting of this dream, vision dream, where Christine was actually transported in the spirit, as Philip was in the Bible, and she saw the things of heaven just as Paul went to heaven and saw a few things there as well, my friends. So we know that her account it lines up with the Word of God, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So the only question that is left here today, being that today is the day of salvation, my friends, 
The question is, do you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? And are you ready to meet him in the air at the rapture of his bride? Or if he were to call your name sooner? My friends, in Revelation chapter well, let's go here first. In John chapter 3, 16 through 18, we find out why Jesus came, my friends. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is he, he's Jesus, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, might be saved. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned, says the word of God. But the same word of God goes on to immediately say, but he that believeth not, believeth not what? Believeth not in him, who is him, he is Jesus Christ, is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. My friends, today, if you're feeling the prick of the Holy Spirit upon your heart, and after hearing this fabulous uh, recounting of Christine's dream, vision dream, and being transported in the Spirit uh, to see the things of heaven that the Lord so loved her to bring her to see and bring back to all of us here, the Lord has something appointed for everyone, my friends, and as we walk with him, he gives us really special times with him. And sometimes it includes a visitation, personal, and one that is can be shared with others. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, Paul lays out God's plan of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. When he says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, or right living in the Lord Jesus Christ, is what I like to say, my friends. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, or your way of escape through the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he, which he shed upon the cross of Calvary for the remission and covering of our sins, that we may have everlasting life in heaven with him. The scripture says, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, as you ponder whether or not you really are ready to meet the Lord whenever he calls you, listen to Revelation chapter 21, where it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. This is John, the revelator, speaking. And there was no more sea, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared for a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of the heaven, out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself 
shall be with them and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. My friends, today is the day of salvation. This word that I just shared with you right here is from the mouth of God to the ears of all mankind, and he is serious. There is a day of reckoning that is coming. There seems to be a word that's being used a lot this week in things that I've heard. There is a day of reckoning coming, and for those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, they will have eternal life. And for those who refuse to walk in the ways of God and what he's called us to do upon this earth in the time that he's allotted us, they will find themselves forever banished to the lake of fire where the false prophet and the, uh, the antichrist beast will be cast alive into before the thousand years are up. And at the end of that thousand years, the Satan will be cast into the lake of fire forevermore, my friends. And all those who receive not the love of the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the only way and savior, will be cast into the lake of fire as well with them for all eternity. My friends, do not allow it to be you. With that said, let me pray a closing prayer. Dear Lord God, I thank you for this time that you have brought us together. I thank you for this beautiful word that you have given uh, to be shared among the world and your people so that we can be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is the Lord Jesus Christ and is the only Savior of the world. Today, my friends, I pray that you will go to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, and begin to ponder what is required of us to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to walk in the Word of God and begin to walk in a new relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as you ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, to wash you white as snow, and to 
put a new spirit in you, my friends, that you may know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for yourself, and have the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you into all truth and righteousness to bring all things to your remembrance as you have need of them, and to ask the Lord God for the indwelling power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, for it is the power that raised Jesus Christ up off this earth, and it is the same power that will raise you up off this earth at your appointed time. And we just ask it all and pray it in the precious and holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? 